Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Welcome to the Smart Connector podcast. I have a very special episode for you tonight. We're going live across all of our platforms and I have a great guest, Alex Zappala. Welcome, Alex. Thank you very much, Jane. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So great to have you here. So Alex is a multifaceted entrepreneur. He's an accountant, an investment expert, a property expert, And also, he's the host of the Business Wealth and Mindset podcast. So mindset is something that you're really passionate about. Um, Isn't that right, Alex? Absolutely. I think that's where everything starts, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll be going into that tonight in some detail. But before we do that, Alex, I'd just love to hear a little bit more about your journey and about... Uh, you know, how how did you get to this place, really? People's stories mm-hmm. are always really interesting. How yeah. did you how did you decide on a career in finance and investment? And, and how did you get to be so passionate about business mindset and wealth and so on? Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, uh, first of all, Jane, for inviting me to come and speak to you and the audience. So it's always a pleasure to share life stories and uh, inspire others and uh, you know where we can uh, uh, help people and also learn uh, as well it's, it's always great to do so so i mean my background is uh, uh you know corporate background initially but uh, i mean i was uh, I'm, I'm originally from malawi that's in uh, southern africa so uh, i grew up there you know from humble beginnings from uh, you know not uh, so well to do family you know just, just like most people in africa but uh, I was lucky enough to uh, have gone to actually one of the uh, best schools uh, in in, uh, in Malawi at, at the time because uh, uh, for those who probably just a little bit of history of uh, Malawi itself, uh, it used to be ruled by uh, uh, this uh, uh, essentially like a dictator, uh, one uh, life president, Dr. Kamuzu Banda. He had a, an English education, so he had this big vision that uh, he wanted to educate the elite, uh, those uh, students in Malawi who are very good at what uh, academically, but uh, offer them a chance to actually uh, demonstrate their abilities without, uh, you know, demonstrating the need to actually pay. So he built this uh, beautiful school, which is uh, called Eton in the Bush, actually. And it was it was modeled on Eton College, and uh, it was uh, his uh, bringing of uh, uh, English education to Africa. So we had to wear, you know, the, the bow ties and the, even the uniform. <laughs> oh, modeled on Eton College, and it was built actually in the bush, somewhere in the bush, away from everything else. Wow! So it was a, a bit of a, like a novelty project, yeah. So everything you know just uh like like you would probably see in a movie or something even the teachers he never allowed any african teachers to teach there he imported oh. all the english and uh, uh you know teachers from the uk they would teach the curriculum there you know gcses and levels and everything but he would only select out of thousands of students uh from uh, uh from, from uh, malawi he would select only 80 students to come and study this school. So it wow. was considered quite an amazing achievement to actually get to this school. Uh, but uh, once, once you did, you know, it opened up a lot of opportunities to actually study abroad as well. So I was one of those lucky ones who managed to get to this school. Uh, oh, and, uh, isn't that amazing? Yeah, so that was absolutely, uh, you know, amazing. But it just demonstrates, you know, the power of... Uh, uh, you know, your abilities, if you believe in yourself and what you can do, you know, the opportunities can be, uh, you know, endless. So I went to that school, you know, started my GCSEs and A-levels and, you know, lo and behold, just like you would expect, you know, opportunities to actually uh, study abroad uh, came up as well with, within that. So uh, unfortunately, just before I finished my schools, you know, I, I lost uh, both my parents, actually. So it was quite oh. a, a hard uh, sort of uh, 
a beginning for me as well. So leaving uh, the candidates in 1999, I got out a scholarship to study uh, in uh, Cyprus of all places, you know, to, because uh, one of the things that I was studying there in, in Africa was, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, classical studies. So I was a classical scholar actually. So all the studies of uh, Greek mythology and all of that. So I ended up in Cyprus, in sunny Cyprus of all places. <laughs> which is uh, quite interesting. So I did my four years there studying uh, uh, classical studies. It was absolutely beautiful, you know, just understanding all the mythology that we would learn in school. We used to go to the Greek islands as well to actually oh. explore, uh, you know, uh, all, the, all the stories about, you know, the uh, the Pythia and uh, the Oracle and, uh, you know, oh. the Mama, all of those kind of things. Amazing. So it was quite, quite fascinating stuff, but then- Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Over time, uh, I sort of shifted my focus to something that uh, would eventually give me some sort of uh, 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 appropriate, you know, financial uh, benefit for me. So I, I switched to start studying accounting, actually. So I did that and then ended up here, trained with one of the big four uh, accountancy firms, Deloitte, and then went into investment banking. Uh, from there, I ended up working with one of the, uh, once I qualified, working with one of the biggest investment banks in the uh, in the world, which is the U.S. investment bank, bank J.P. Morgan, and then uh, mm -hmm. progressed from there. And uh, yeah, that was uh, sort of my corporate background. And then from then on, things moved on into what I then wanted to do as part of my global vision of uh, what I wanted to achieve in terms of financial and time freedom for me and my family. And that took me into a different journey altogether. So, <laughs> Wow, you have such an amazing story, Alex. And isn't that incredible that, uh, you know, you, you had that opportunity so early in life. And actually, I can resonate with that because I was also plucked from my, um, should we say, family of origin and put into an English boarding school, believe it yeah. or not. Wow. Uh, so that was something that my parents didn't decide. It was just mm -hmm. something that happened because I was a bit of a troubled kid. Yeah. And for me, that was absolutely the, the start of so many things. You know, it yeah. was an incredible adventure, mm -hmm. really was. And um, a lot of people don't have those opportunities. So isn't it yeah. amazing that, you know, well, both you and I really were the recipient of some gift really yeah. actually it was wasn't it you know absolutely absolutely yeah mm. so that, that yeah lovely sorry you carry on yeah and and it's uh you know when you get those opportunities what do you do with them and that's that's part of the uh the thing as well. and for me i've always been uh, curious about where my abilities can take me you know and, uh, and that's how i sort of uh you know, in myself, proving that, yeah, I can do this, I can get this done. And uh, achieving and being a high achiever is is one of the the qualities that, you know, is in every one of us. So it's just to the extent of how you how far you want to take it. And, you, you know, it can take you a lot. And that's how I get into more into this mindset thing and the power of the mind and just, you know, the possibilities that it can bring. You know? Yes, and we, we are going to talk a lot about that, Alex. But before we do, yeah. I just wanted to continue your story because yeah. you're not working for an investment bank or one of the big accountancy companies now, are you? You're doing something different. So would you like to tell us what, what, what journey you're on now and what you're doing? Yes, now? yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, after, you know, whilst working for this investment bank, I've always been curious about, you know, I wanted to do something for myself, you know, so to attend some sort of a financial and time freedom. The time was actually even more important than the financial itself so that I can go out there and do the things that I want to do and live life on my my terms. Yeah. So I started exploring and looking into what are the different vehicles that can actually help me do that. So I looked into various things, including network marketing and a number of things. And then uh, um, property was uh, one that was uh, a bit curious. But when people are looking to get into property, there's a lot of, uh, uh, when you look at pros and cons, you know, one of the biggest uh, cons that people get to face would be like, uh, you know, you need the money and the money, 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 money. So uh, I stumbled upon uh, um, 
uh, one uh, sort of a free course that was that was being done. It was like a three-hour course when reading in one of the papers. So I was curious. I said I, I would go and have a, a listen. And lo and behold, there was uh, interesting information there that I thought it would be uh, good to actually invest in more knowledge to understand property and that particular uh, avenue. So uh, I, I started, you know, investing, uh, you know, into the knowledge to understand property and where that that can take me. And uh, yeah, I ended up uh, that uh, you know, there's a lot there that that you could do. So eventually, you know, investing in that, I started. Uh, uh, packaging up stuff, working with joint ventures and people that could actually, uh, we could build joint ventures, which are win-win scenarios. Uh, and uh, uh, ended up being, building a, a decent property portfolio. And uh, that in itself enabled me to actually offer that package as well to people. So I built a, a sort of a hands-free property investment machine for people who actually are you know, time poor, but maybe they have uh, uh, the money to actually invest. So I package up uh, uh, deals that they could do, and then we build a lettings agency as well to offer people that hands-free property investing. So uh, that uh, enabled me to build that sort of uh, financial uh, freedom aspect of things. But then uh, uh, with that, I could then venture into the things that I'm passionate about, which is knowledge sharing, you know, with people, uh, you know, the things that have enabled me to get here, how I can empower other people to do the same by sharing that knowledge. So I uh, started off, uh, started doing uh, a podcast, which is uh, where I bring in all these inspirational people with stories of success, challenges and lessons to come and tell their stories so we can share it to the world in a way that helps and inspires people as well. So. I host that, uh, the uh, Business, Both and Mindset podcast, as you said, so that's part of the journey. Uh, as well as uh, uh, recently, you know, during the lockdown, again, taking advantage of opportunities in the face of hardships and uh, what are perceived, uh, uh, you know, difficult times, uh, I wrote a book as well, which is the uh, uh, the business path to uh, financial uh, creation and that uh, business path to wealth creation which uh, was uh, actually a number one Amazon bestseller as well. And it, it just, Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's actually just helps people to understand what are the things that they need to think about, to consider, and the steps that they need to take in order to create an inspired business. And the key word here is inspired because mm -hmm. people can earn and make money in almost anything. But if it's yeah. not inspired, you're not gonna last the course. You know, you probably just follow people who are doing things, and you think you can do the same, but it's not congruent to you as a person. That's where people just get doing all sorts of different things and not actually finding a true path which is inspired for them. So yeah, that's uh, where I ended up. You know, I build a machine that is, uh, uh, you know, helps me with the financial independence side, but also it gives me the time freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about which is the knowledge sharing uh, with people. And uh, that is uh, all manifested in the things that I do, like coming onto this podcast and speaking to you, writing my book and also doing my own podcast. So that's where I am now. Yeah, amazing, um, amazing. And, you know, your story is just so inspiring, Alex. I mean, you've achieved a lot because, you know, you're financially free, which is fantastic. And I'm sure that, as well i'm sure that investors have a lot of um, trust and confidence in you yeah. because you do have a financial background and yeah. you do have an investment banking background so they probably trust you with their money where where they maybe wouldn't somebody who doesn't necessarily have such a kind of firm handle on all of that so you've mm -hmm. really made the most of your entire history and career and actually built something amazing for yourself so First of all, and on behalf of anybody that's listening in, I just wanted to congratulate you for doing that. And yeah, and as somebody that didn't even grow, grew up over here, you know, you yeah. you basically you're an immigrant, aren't you? You came absolutely. into the country. Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. so you are an inspiration and a shining light to many, Alex. Yeah. And uh, 
I can understand why you want to share your story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so some sometimes uh, it just comes through as Facebook user. But anyway, I'm getting a lot of comments from Facebook users, and yeah. somebody has said Alex's magical manifesting machine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's uh, all in, in in us. Everyone can be the same. <laughs> you know, yeah. Bring our uniqueness to to uh, um, you know to achieve what we, we would like to do you know yeah so let's let's actually go kind of deep dive on on the mindset stuff Alex because I know that it's very very precious to you yeah. and uh, hey Ash <laughs> um, so Alex um, what tips have you got for our viewers and our, our listeners about mindset why is it important let's let's yeah. just start there Yes, so mindset is uh, is such a, a big thing, isn't it? And it can mean different things to different people, but essentially, probably boils down to uh, you know the, the same thing in a way. So uh, it's there's a, a number of components we, we, within it. You know, people talk about a growth mindset and a, a fixed mindset and, and all of that. But uh, I think um, in the end. The first thing that I would I would say for people when you're looking at the concept of, uh, of of mindset, you sort of link it to your values and what is meaning meaningful to you as a person. So uh, <clears throat> because that's where the inspiration comes in, and that's where you can sort of start to build your mindset and and, and the power of your thinking, which can manifest into you know those thoughts and the things you're thinking about can manifest into the actions and the things that you get to do. So values is where I would, I would, I would start, you know, when you're thinking about mindset, because values, if, if you, I'll, I'll give an example of, uh, uh, you know, for those who have kids, yeah, you know, if you have a, a kid who is passionate about uh, uh, video games, yeah, you know, they can go to school, they will probably not even eat breakfast, yeah, because you, you'll find it hard to actually take them off their, uh, video games, <laughs> they can't even get breakfast. As soon as they come out from school, yeah, they will probably just throw the bag out and straight run into and and do their, uh, you know, start playing on their on their video game. Why is that? Yeah, it is because they are doing something that is congruent to their values, something they are passionate about. Yeah, uh, so that is always the starting point because. When you're doing something you're passionate about and it's congruent to you, you don't need inspiration. You don't need motivation to actually do it. You're just intrinsically inspired to do it. You know? So when you think of a uh, mindset, you know, some people start, you know, wonder why they are not achieving or doing certain things or they are procrastinating to actually do and, and, and achieve certain things. There's a simple reason for that, and it's because that particular thing is not highest on their values. Yeah? Mm -hmm. It is not top on their values. And some people don't realize that. They just see that they are not getting the results. But that is essentially the reason, because we are built intrinsically to follow that and do intrinsically that thing which is you know, highest on our values. So, uh, And sometimes we would... Uh, look at other people and copy them. We see, or oh, maybe Jen is doing, uh, you know, she's doing well in business, oh, or even let's say if you're doing property or whatever, oh, I should do the same. But because it's not a, uh, in line with your values and that's congruent to you as a person, you're not going to achieve much in there. You know, you will find that when the going gets tough, you know, you're just going to follow. When the challenges come, you don't enjoy them. So within mindset, you have to look at the things that you're passionate about that are congruent to you. And then uh, that, that is, uh, I would say, that is the, the beginning of trying to understand uh, if you're not being inspired and if you're not, uh, you know, doing the things that uh, and achieving the results that you want to achieve, it's because you're not doing something that inspired to you. So your mindset is not in the right place. You have to look at uh, what it is that is inspiring to you as a person. And there's different ways that you can actually look into that as well. But that would be what I'll say is the first in understanding the whole concept of mindset. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's so powerful, mm -hmm. Alex. And, you know, I completely agree with you. And But isn't it funny how some people, they just discover what what fits 
them and what suits them early on in life and they just mm -hmm. they just do it i i mean i used to run a design agency in, in london and uh, a lot of the designers they discovered very early on in life funnily enough most of them were dyslexic yeah. so mm -hmm. they 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 weren't very good verbal communicators but they found their passion through art and music usually so yeah. They mm -hmm. all used to, they were all into music and they were all musicians as well. So the music and art went together. Yeah. But um, they kind of found that really early in life. So they found their way. Mm -hmm. Whereas for a lot of people, they don't really find their way. And mm -hmm. uh, perhaps they don't feel as though they have a particular talent or interest and then also there's of course mm. societal pressure or parental pressure yeah. and I know for me for example I'm a very creative person so mm. my parents didn't like that you know they my father was an accountant and my mother was a teacher and in their world creativity was not something that it was a it was just not something to be taken seriously yeah. so mm. when you um you know when you have those kind of pressures as a child sometimes it's quite hard yeah. to really connect with your purpose isn't it alex absolutely and and one of the biggest blocks as well is that for people when uh, they see or feel something that is, is uh, of, of passion to them but they can't see beyond how that thing can be monetized then they think yeah. it's, it's something it, it, it's useless it's not something they, they, that they can do and that's where uh, the, the issues come as well because they don't see where, where how they can monetize it. They look at other people as well and try to copy and follow others. But because yeah. you know it's not something that is them, then they actually don't don't to 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 pursue it. But there is quite a, a number of uh, some quick easy things that people can do to determine and find out what what it is that is is their passion actually. And uh, one of the simplest ones is just to really find out where and how you're spending your time. That is the easiest one because, for example, if you you find that you, you can do a simple exercise, maybe in a, in a week or whatever, every 24 hours, just record where you're spending your time. You'll find people maybe most of the time they are running or doing something to do with exercise and all of those. Then it, it gives you an indication that your passion lies maybe in fitness and health and something like that, you know, or look at uh, where you're spending most of your money. Yeah, that is another key indicator as well. Look at your bank account, you know, over the last uh, month or so. Just to look at where you're spending your money. You'll find maybe it's beauty products or fashion or clothes and all of those kind of things. Or maybe traveling, going to countries. I mean, with lockdown, probably there's less of that. But uh, that in there's clues in all of those kind of things. Where are you spending your energy? But if you once you pick those things, the actual science of trying to figure out how those can be monetized, that you can work out. But first is just to find out where your passion lies. Then you will find that the opportunities to actually monetize that. And sometimes you can be amazed on, on uh, how certain things can be monetized. I know, uh, you know, when you study, I think I was reading some of uh, Dr. John Martinez. he talks about a lady who loved dancing you know she would at any given opportunity you know she's dancing and doing all sorts but she had no clue how she can actually convert that into something that can make money until uh you know speaking to a coach and mentor found out that actually because she loved dancing and she loved traveling and she could uh in the end package up the dancing and take people on tours to go to other countries like spain or mexico to actually do and see different dances. So she would organize that. So she's doing things that are passionate for her and travel across the world and making money through that, but doing something that uh, she's actually passionate about. But if she didn't figure out and finding out that actually that is her passion and then work backwards to find out how she can monetize it, she would have missed that and sort of go and look at someone else maybe who is uh, maybe selling things or whatever because it makes money. So yeah, it's uh, just having that mindset of thinking, what is it that I'm passionate about? Because in the end, you have to follow a path that is inspired and it begins with that. And a, a lot of this perception plays a big part of it. <clears throat> Yeah, and and I think I think uh, do you think, Alex, that a lot of people they just don't give themselves permission to 
indulge themselves and that something that is perhaps sort of endemic is that they don't really feel as though they deserve to be spending all their time or monetizing a a, a career or a hobby because I think a, a lot of us have been brought up to think wait a minute you know the stuff that you like is the reward if you like it's like the ice cream after the after the main course you know full of the plate full of vegetables or whatever it is you know that that you're encouraged to think that way as a child no you know you do your work and you do your homework and I mean perhaps the school system is also very much uh, geared towards that. No, you have to, you know, have your steady diet of chemistry and and German or whatever it is that you don't like doing. You have to do it because yeah. at the end of the day, you'll be able to go and play basketball or, or go in the art room or kind of have fun with your friends or whatever. So we're not actually taught, are we, to follow our passions? And yeah. it's a problem in society. Absolutely. And that, that's how the system is built, isn't it? Because our environment plays a big role in, in, in how, how we, we, we grow up and, and you know, the things that we actually uh, end, up, end up doing. And that is a big part of that because the system is designed to sort of, uh, you know, go to school, get a good education, maybe follow the corporate ladder. And everyone around you is doing that. So why would you break the mold and go into something else? That's why you will find a lot of uh, uh, you know successful people, people who have broken through uh, into success. It's come out of some sort of challenge that have that has happened in their life. You know, it could be either they they are made redundant or they lose their job, or maybe a loved one or someone dies or divorce or something like that. That is big, and it actually takes them into building this resistance around them and takes them into something because some of the options or the cushions have been taken away but uh, yeah. which, uh, um, uh, at, at some point it's a it's a shame but when you are into that awareness like you haven't had that, that you you find it difficult to actually break through uh, that cycle of the environment that you're in because you're programmed that way from an earlier age and your environment is doing that and it's difficult to break through. So you're absolutely right. The environment plays a big role and which is why, you know, once you start studying and understanding, you know, the, the mindset thing and how if you want to achieve, if you, it, it only takes studying the people who are successful in business. If you look at the, the traits of them and the things that, are, uh, that, that they've achieved, you know, from the, the definiteness of purpose, you know, the vision that they have uh, in order to achieve something. You know, they go in the extra mile, the things that they do and you, you don't find it in, uh, uh, you know, in other people. You know, the accurate thinking, you know, their personality, the initiatives that they take, their controlled attention, the teamwork and the networking that they do. And also even more important, how they learn from the mistakes. They are not afraid to go and fail, you know. There is a saying that the difference is that the difference between uh, you know someone who is achieved or experts and the beginner is that the ex the expert has a has a tried and failed more times than the beginner has even attempted something you know so it's yeah. all in there you know if your mindset is I can achieve this no matter how many times you fall down you take those as lessons and you move on because it's all in the perception isn't. It? If you perceive that you can achieve something, you know, whether you you um it's it's right or wrongly, but you're gonna drive yourself in that particular direction. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Now we've got an interesting comment here, uh, Alex. Um, mm -hmm. so it's about having commitments and debt. So it I'm I'm not quite sure who this is because they haven't mm -hmm. registered for the live stream, but they whoever it is, they've said it's hard to follow your passion if you're in survival mode. And the school system is designed to put people into that situation with student debt, mortgage, credit cards, and so on. So what what would you say if, because, you know, we have an audience of small business owners, uh, startups, solopreneurs, you know, early stage entrepreneurs. We all know that that is not an easy journey at times. and. Yeah. So if you are somebody who is perhaps struggling with some with some debt, with financial pressure um, mm. and, you know, commitments, perhaps a family to support, I think what they're saying is, is, look, maybe it's a luxury, you know, thinking about about your purpose and your passion and following all of yeah. that is mm -hmm. it's not something for me. 
So what what would you say, Alex, for uh, you know for that person? Yeah, I think when when you um, study sort of uh, human behavior and understand us as humans, how we, we work, you will uh, some some of this is probably like sort of advanced understandings of uh, the subconscious and the conscious. But there is an underlying element here that if you think and believe and have a vision of where you want to be, yeah, somehow through the laws of the universe, yeah, the subconscious and the universe finds a way to actually deliver that to you. So if you're always sticking in the mindset and the zone that I have to know the destination and the steps to get there first, if you reverse re-engineer that, you'll find that that is the best way. So if I want, let's say, I want to be, uh, I don't know, let's say a millionaire, or I, wa I want to achieve some sort of financial figure in five years' time, or, or let's say a year's time, I want to get 100,000. I need to start thinking about that first, not how am I going to get that? Yeah. yeah. You need to start thinking about that because once you program yourself to think that, yeah, what the subconscious does and what happens in your mind in your mind is that it reignites this activation system for you to start observing opportunities which will help you to get for that particular thing that you have set your mind to achieve. So now you know if you meet someone who maybe talks about something that is business related, your mind intuitively picks that up. And that's an opportunity that you pick up. But if you didn't have a vision and the direction that you wanted to go, those opportunities, when you they come, you're going to miss it. You don't pick up anything that is aligned to that vision. And that's why you end up in this spiral of not knowing what direction to do. You'll forever, uh, you know, in most cases, be in debt and you can't see a way of coming out that. So you need that mindset shift to think that, not you shouldn't be thinking of how do I get to this particular point or how do I get out of this, but what do I want to achieve? Yeah, and how much and where do I want to achieve? And then let the universe and the subconscious find a way to actually deliver that to you. And that's the part where people you know find it difficult. They think it's you know it's maybe out there, but that is how the universe actually works. Yeah, and uh, there are some amazing examples of that, aren't, aren't there, Alex? Because I know Absolutely. that it was uh, Jim Carrey, I think, the famous actor. Yeah. He, he wrote himself a check for $10 million and... Yeah. Uh, this was when he was absolutely broke and unknown. And then mm -hmm. something like five years later, he got this role in Dumb and Dumber or this the yeah. film that made him or something. And uh, and he, his fee for that for that was exactly the amount that, of the yeah. check that he'd envisaged when yeah. he wrote that check to himself five years earlier. So yeah. um, it, it's uh, sometimes when we're in that really, really tough place, yeah. um, I think the point that you're making is really amazing that we just have to recognize that it's one of the lows yeah. that comes before the high. Um, and as long as we keep going and we maintain that uh, that vision and that self-belief mm -hmm. that inevitably, you know, we have to go through those those lows. It's, it's like, well, you have to climb over the, you know, the rocky stream. You have to wade through it, you know, with all the alligators or whatever is in there before you can get to the other side. It's not going to be a smooth path all the way, is it? No, not at all. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you another example. I think back uh, about five years ago, I was uh, I was just in the zone thinking, you know, I would love to travel, you know, go somewhere uh, exotic, maybe in Asia or do something that, uh, you know, would be good to see and learn uh, what other communities are doing out there. So I had this in mind and, you know, uh, all, all, all the time, it was just, you know, not not so much bogged down as how I would do it. But, you know, in the future, you know, once I become, you know, financially free or whatever, I would love to travel and, 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 and explore uh, other things that are happening out there. And one day I was uh, uh, going on a, on a commute to go into, into London to work. And um, I saw uh, at the train station there was a, a poster about... Uh, uh, doing uh, uh, you know a fundraising event in Cambodia, you know raising money for uh, Essex Air Ambulance, and because I was in the zone of wanting to do something, I noticed that particular poster. 
because it was linked to what I had in mind already. And then I looked at that and eventually when I looked at the detail of it and, and linked it to how it would actually enable me to do what I had in mind to do, I found actually that uh, you know I could go with uh, uh, this charity to go on on a charity tour to work just by raising funds. So I signed up to that, you know, we did some raising funds, we would would sit in stores with the buckets and raise a lot of money for the charity. And then it took us on a 10 day uh, tour of Cambodia to do a walk there, a hundred kilometer walk. Uh, And uh, uh, yeah, we raised, you know, good money for a good cause, but it had enabled me to achieve exactly the same thing I had in mind. And that was because it was in my mind when the opportunities come, I notice them because it is in my mind. So it's exactly that that that, that concept that you know just have the vision and the place that you want to be and let the subconscious give you those pointers to pick up the opportunities when they when they come because that is exactly that is exactly what happens in the subconscious. Amazing. Um, so, so Alex, what also comes to mind is this issue of having a mentor, because all the time you've been talking, I know that you've got kids, haven't you? Yes. And yeah. How old are your children? Uh, so I've got a, a 13, a 10 and a, um, 9. So, yes, yeah. kids. <laughs> Yeah, so so how amazing that they have a dad like you who's able yeah. to inspire them and give yeah. them that perspective and that and that support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are a mentor to your to your kids, yeah. but a lot of people they're not uh, fortunate enough in life to have somebody who is um, as inspiring and who encourages them to go for their goals. In fact, many of us uh, are surrounded by people particularly entrepreneurs, this is very, very common, people within our families who doubt our ability and who are actually critics of our journey rather than supporters. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why this is so common is often because they feel powerless. We know that we're taking a risk um, or we're taking calculated risk, shall we say, because you have to take some risk to be an entrepreneur. It's not a path for people who like to play safe and certain. They they would probably be better off in a job. but that can sometimes be very uncomfortable for other people. And I often, you know, I see comments and I also speak to people who say, you know, everybody, my entrepreneurial circles, you know, they're so encouraging and inspiring and supportive. But at home, that's where I have the trouble. Yeah. Um, so where do you get, if, if things are not going well for you, Alex, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you are facing debt maybe you got got into some debt uh because you know maybe you've been pursuing your dream and maybe your business hasn't gone as well as it it should have done there's obviously been complicating factors with covid over the last year and so on if you're in a place where your family or your loved ones are not supporting you what advice would you give to somebody in that situation um, yeah, so first, uh, that's, a, that's a, a great point, actually, a, a great question, Jen. Um, first of all, the, the, the time we live in now, there's a lot of information that is actually available out there. Most of it people can actually get for free. I mean, you can, uh, if, you, if you type in a specific topic, there's a, a lot of material you can, you can read. You know, there's an audible, there's a, um, you know, YouTube videos you, you can read and follow people, some inspirational material that's out there. There's books that you can read as well. So all of those materials, all those resources, they actually help you in the first instance to bring you and reshape your your thinking, yeah? And uh, within that, you can actually start to understand that, you know, sometimes the the community and your environment that you're, you're, you're in, it's not supportive to that. But in order for you to actually break through into that success, you don't necessarily have to listen to that. There's other things and other people and other examples who have actually broken through into success. So you can start following and and uh, and, and doing those those kind of uh, things from those resources. And most of those resources, uh, like, like I said, these days are actually free. You don't have to pay for them. It is at the point maybe when you want to break through into something of specific area of value that you can get, 
you can maybe you know pay for either mentors or people who can actually give you some sort of uh, accountability help you with clarity of the vision in terms of where you want to be and then they can guide you and help you with that and those are some of the services that you can pay for but before that there's a lot of material and a lot of free resources that you can do and a lot of those uh, people out there you can actually uh, 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 actually, as as part of their values, is actually sharing that information, and you can yeah. reach out to people to uh, to actually get to speak to you. Like you say, even now on Clubhouse, you can you know speak to people, and there's a lot of uh, mentors and people there who share their information, share their journeys, and you can be inspired with them and get to speak to some of them for free as well. And then you can uh, start building your journey and your vision through that as well. So. That, that's what I would say for people who are feeling that, uh, you know, they are not in the right zone or in the right space uh, or maybe just feeling overwhelmed, you know. Just, uh, you know, bolt yourself to some of these uh, uh, resources, some of these people, and uh, even reaching out on, on this, on this uh, uh, listening to podcasts and people who are sharing some sort of financial information or business information or mindset information and you'll find that there's great resources in that that can help people to start building themselves up as well. Because the other the other bit to add here that, you know, perception is key as well. Because perception, the way we perceive things, if we perceive that we can achieve something, yeah, that drives our actions and essentially, and even more importantly as well, our perception actually drives you know the chemical balances in our bodies as well when you actually start uh you know the the, the physiological makeup of the system so i'll give you uh, you know as an example you know when you see like you're you're walking around and all of a sudden you get faced with uh, like a, a big lion or a tiger runs in front of you what <laughs> happens you know you'll find that you know the the, the body and the brain you know releases these uh hormones, you know, the fear uh, hormones to actually get you to run, you know, so there's an impact because you're perceiving danger, yeah, so that, uh, you know, will, will alter your chemical makeup, you know, that adrenaline levels so that you can run, you know, uh, to, to, to actually run. So in the same way, if it turns out that uh, that particular thing that you perceived as danger is someone maybe you know Tony Tiger or someone who actually just comes and gives you a hug or they're just trying to prank on you? You know your chemical balance actually changes as well. Now you're in a happy zone because you, the, that danger is not there as well. So perception is also key to actually help us. You know when we are in these difficulties or, or things of challenge of something, if we perceive that we can't get out of it, yeah. You know, it gets to manifest in our chemical makeup, and that's why you actually get people, you know, they'll feel ill or maybe can even develop mental illness because of that, because it's impacting you negatively that way, yeah. But you can switch that by changing your perception of the factor, because that will also change your physical and uh, the chemical makeup in your body to actually go the other way. The brain just follows what you are thinking, you know. It doesn't see <laughs> that you are actually being tricked or treated in any particular way. And I've tried this many times, even just thinking a different thing. You know, you find a challenge and a difficulty. Just think that it's going to be okay. You will find that you feel better. You know, some of these things are maybe people will say easier said than done. Maybe they come over time with experience. But if you start practice, practicing, like everything, you get better with practice and repetitive action and doing it again and again. But if you surround yourself with the right people, listening to the right podcast, following the right people and the right track, like they say, your network is your net worth, you'll find that eventually you're getting into the zone and that can help you actually to take you out of the dire situation that you may be in. Yeah, such a <laughs> such an important point. And and funnily enough, um, I was actually speaking to one of my mentees today and saying, I, I know a lot of wealthy people. Yeah. I've known a lot of wealthy people for a long time. And mm -hmm. some of the wealthy people that I know are some of the unhappiest people I know. Yeah. And 
<clears throat> you think, well, what, how can that be, you know, when they have everything in the world? And mm. it's not that they've got everything in the world. It's just they've forgotten perhaps how privileged their life is. Yeah. And I remember I was very, very moved a few years ago when there was I saw a documentary on TV about these uh, people that were scavenging on rubbish dumps. Mm -hmm. And that's all they had. You know, they yeah. had no no food unless they found them on rubbish dumps. So they're in these really dangerous places. I think it might have been in South America. Mm -hmm. And uh, they interviewed this little boy and his face was he was a smiliest boy imaginable. And he said, I like football and football's my thing and football makes me happy. And it's like you're living in this place that most people would think is absolute hell. And yet look at you, you're happy, you're laughing, you're smiling. Your life is hard, but you can find that place within yourself yeah. to smile and to laugh and, and to experience some joy. And yet uh, I have, as I said, I've seen, I've seen people who live in the lap of luxury and all they're looking for is, you know, what, what's wrong with my life? What problem mm -hmm. have I got today? So it really, you know, everything that you say completely resonates, yeah. Alex. And, uh, you know, we have a choice, don't we? We always yeah. have a choice. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if you study the works of some of the great minds, like, uh, uh, you know, Dr. John DeMartini, they talk about how everything is neutral. You know, whatever situation that you, you can see and perceive, you know, it, it, it's the same. Even, uh, you know, people get infatuated about people. Whenever you are infatuated about any particular situation or any particular person, it's because you're, of, you, you're, you're exaggerating the upsides of what you see in that situation or in that person and ignoring the downsides of the situation. And in the same way, when you're seeing and perceiving your particular situation, you're actually overestimating or, or, or overestimating the downsides of it and overlooking the, uh, the the upsides of it. I mean, if, even if you look at any situation like uh, being in, in debt, for example, you know, you will just you just see it as a, quite a negative situation. But if you spend time actually to look at what are the upsides of being in debt, you know, because it, it is actually maybe helping you leverage something. It is something maybe it's teaching you money, uh, how to manage money. It can teach you the discipline of, okay, maybe I pay back a little bit of, of, of it over time to have a vision and a plan. So it's got upsides that it can teach you. By the time you look at what are the upsides of this particular situation, compare them with the downsides, you find balance and you find what there's actually, you know, no up, you know, there's upsides and downsides and everything is just balanced. And then you're just authentic. You know, your time and space horizon is just being yeah and it, it it happens in every business situation i remember uh, in one of the property sites that I, I had applied for uh planning permission and the planning was refused i wanted to do like four flights and thing you know you know the awareness and knowing what i know i didn't know what upsides uh you know that could be in that particular moment you know normal people or people would normally just panic and say oh you know, this is now it's going to be lost money. It's going to be another month before I do anything else. In the meantime, you're paying mortgage, cancel tax. But if you actually stop to think, you may find that there is advantages in that, even in that particular situation. You know, it could be now maybe, you know, by the time you get new planning or whatever, probably the prices will have moved up. You'll be able to remortgage more and get more money because things have happened. By the time you start thinking and seeing things as, you know, not just the upsides or the downsides, but balance, you know, you start to actually realize that you can manage more your, even your, your chemical makeup and your, you know, how, uh, you know, you turn up in business and in the world and what people see in you as well. And that can be reflected in your health and in your wealth and everything around you as well. Oh. But, you know, like most things, it's something that probably takes time. But it's good to have that awareness and at least start yourself onto the journey of seeing things that way. You know? Oh, that's so, <laughs> so powerful, Alex. Thank you so much for that. And uh, our, our, one of our comments is The City of Joy is a great book. Now, City uh -huh. of Joy, I don't know that book, but I have a feeling that it might be about about the favelas in South America because yeah. I think I might have seen the, the movie. <laughs> yeah so i mean of course a lot of people in the world they do live in great hardship don't they and yeah. 
we are incredibly privileged to be able to you know to live in a in in a western uh, society to be able to do things like this and actually bring mm -hmm. our wisdom and our perspective to others in this way yeah. so you know it's it's a great gift isn't it really it, it, it is yeah and uh, yeah like i say everything is 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 in perception but unfortunately the people who have the most power in the world are the ones who actually set the rules and everyone else just gets to follow you know it's amazing when you you know this human behavior even when you study things going back to history in different countries and different parts of the world you know things are interpreted and seen differently you know if i if i grew up in china for example i would be speaking chinese and i would probably be a different person to what i was but you know, growing up in Africa and growing up here, you get different things. I mean, if if you look uh, in in Africa in some countries like uh, um, you know Swaziland and some kingdoms, you know, polygamy or marrying so many wives is seen as you know something that is a a contribution and a good thing to society. Mm. You know, move yourself thousands of miles to here or America, you know, you'll be put in prison for doing something <laughs> like that. Who knows what is right and what is wrong and, and all those kind of things. So in the end, you just have to look at everything as being, you know, not on the way or in the way, but just be authentic and look at everything as yeah, valid. Yeah. Just, just you know? be yourself. That, that's yeah. right. Well, Alex, it's been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you tonight. Yeah. Oh, it's Absolutely. amazing. You know, I, I feel I feel really refreshed and inspired myself, actually. I'm yeah. raring to go, even though it's nearly nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, you know. I've yeah, been discussing, you. you know, human behavior is such a fascinating topic, and there's just a lot of things when you look at, you know, history and being where we are. But the power of the mind and the things that we achieve is just awesome, you know. There's no knowing the limit of our powers. I think, you know, the, the key message I would, I would say to people, and which I think I was speaking to someone earlier about as well, is if you can try to make yourself today better than you were yesterday, but also believing that tomorrow you will be even better, or you're not as good as what you will be tomorrow. That way you're continuously looking at ways that you can improve yourself because we don't know everything and there's just so much that is out there that we can actually learn and understand as well, which can help us in business and in our personal lives as well. Yeah, and I, I've got something as well to add to that is that if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Yeah. So, you know, always remember to dream and, and cherish your dreams for they are the yeah. blueprints of your ultimate achievements. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, as Napoleon Hill said. So, yeah. all right. So, Alex, um, how can people get in touch with you or how can they find out more about you? Uh, yes, yeah, so they can uh, find me on uh, Facebook and across most of the social media. And anyway, on Facebook, just Alex Sapala. Um, I've got a website as well, alexsapala.com. People can find me there. And also just look out for the Business, Wealth and Mindset podcast on uh, um, uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever people find their podcasts. And uh, yeah, just happy to connect with people and learn and uh, continue sharing information and uh, yeah that's uh, how people can 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 find me as well and uh, they can find me in the smart connector group as well yeah <laughs> amazing amazing community thank you yeah, yeah. It really is. It really is. And just as just said, I've enjoyed listening as well. So yeah. thank you for all your contributions. If you were listening in live as well tonight, it really does make a difference to have a live audience and to yeah. see all your comments. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed um, speaking to you and see you again soon, Alex. Perfect. Thanks for that, Jane. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. And we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thanks.